Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of MGR Unplugged. Very uh, excited. Today we have a show that is going to go fast and quick. We have uh, a few retail acquisitions to speak about and then uh, Black Friday predictions and some other updates in the uh, econ world that we love so much. So we'll get started right away and we'll be right back. Stay there. None of you people can tell me to stop. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart. I do this for my town. I do this for my crowd. So turn me up real loud. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. All right, guys, welcome back. David, how are you today? Very good, very good. Very good, As tired, always. excited. So you're never gonna. What am I gonna say? Nah, I'm feeling like shit today. You know yeah, to well, that? a lot of people are feeling like shit today yeah. and well. last week and all these days. It's, it's tough, and I, that's something that we may discuss at some more point. But today, not today. Today we have a lot of um, uh, retail news and acquisitions, and somehow we're starting to feel like um, the holiday season starts. It's even getting a little cooler in Phoenix for a change today. It's amazing. I was swimming yes. this morning, and it was cold. The water was cold. I'm like, it hasn't been cold for like four months now, but it was chilly. So anyways, it feels good. Uh, sorry, so um, retail, what's happening in the retail world? Uh, quite a bit. What do you want to talk about first? Uh, acquisitions. I mean, we're hearing about all these companies that are in really bad shape. Uh, JCPenney being one of them. Um, uh, Lauren Taylor is also uh, filing for bankruptcy. Uh, uh, Brooks every, Brothers. I mean, there's Neiman Marcus. Neiman Marcus. I mean, if they're in retail. They're probably on the verge of bankruptcy. Just assume that. Let's just be honest. Or without verge, they're on bankruptcy. Or, or they are in bankruptcy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's tough on retail, and it doesn't seem like it's going to get much better right away. But in the meantime, there's also a lot of other major companies or investment groups that are trying to. I wouldn't say take advantage, but trying to rescue. That's the word they like to use. Um, That's the word they like to use. They like, to, like use, to use a different word. Yes, I know. That kind uh, of scavenging. Uh, vultures. Uh, just uh, advantageously um, acquiring. Well, it's a little bit. Well, okay. Let's just let's get with the topic. Yeah, so uh, Simon Properties, which mm -hmm. is, I think they're the largest retail property owner in the United States. If Meaning not, they own a lot of shopping malls. Yeah, they're the largest mall owner. I don't know if retail property period, but they're basically a massive retail uh, uh, property owning company and investment company. They own tons of malls. Um, anyways, what they've been doing is a, going on a massive acquiring spree this whole year. So to name some of the things they've bought, they bought uh, Barney's New York, which went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. They bought Brooks Brothers, which went bankrupt. This week, the big one, they bought JCPenney. Uh, for pennies on the dollar, okay? J.C. Penny. I think most of us would think of them as a pretty large, well-known retail brand in the United States, and they bought them for 1.7 billion. I think was the number, right around there. That's like, I mean, I mean, just this. They space. did. I think they did 14 billion in revenue last year. So they sold for a tenth of revenue. Basically. Yeah, well, but revenue is one thing, profits is No, I understand, thing. but, but uh, you, you know, you look at like tech companies these days and they trade at 50 times revenue and JCPenney just got acquired for a tenth of revenue. Right. That's it's, crazy. It's more, you know, like an investment, they say, past performance does not guarantee future results and they're you know, as you know, investors are looking at projections and the future more than the past. So of course, JCPenney, no, of course. Obviously, JCPenney was not in good shape. And, but and it, and it's truth, just remarkable I mean, that such a 
I mean, a company with that's so seemingly large would sell for so little, honestly. Um, and they bought other things too. I can't, I mean, they've bought so much. It's actually remarkable. Because um, keep in mind too, for Simon Properties, JCPenney was one of their largest um, tenants. Uh, yeah, tenants, basically. Right. So, but look um, at the repercussions of that too. I mean, when when companies like JCPenney, you go to a shopping mall, and shopping malls have all these shapes for like a cross or T or whatever. But they have some anchor stores that are the ones that attract most of the visitors, whether it's Macy's, JCPenney, uh, Nordstrom's, uh, you name it, Sears. You know, obviously now obsolete too. Uh, but those are the ones that attract major customers' traffic, basically. And then the other small retailers that have also all the other stores at the, at the shopping mall go because of that. So it's to their best interest as far as, um, you know, Simon Properties and all the other mall developers and owners to keep those anchor properties at the malls. Because if they disappear, first of all, the other companies, the other smaller retailers will disappear too. They have a reason, right. a, a reason to break the lease and say, I'm, I'm no longer going to be here. So it's a little bit of a mutual interest acquisition, you know, saying. So, so what Simon Properties is doing is really interesting. I don't know if it'll work. Maybe it will. But they're buying up brands and retail companies for pennies on the dollar, basically. Um, like Brooks Brothers, which is... I didn't even understand how old they were. Brooks Brothers made the suits that Abraham Lincoln wore, okay, to put it in perspective. They've been like, they're, they famously made the suits for every president since Lincoln, I believe. Um, and But not just that, like they make, you know, men's clothing. They're like one of the oldest right. men's clothing companies in America. They did one point... I think it was 1.4 billion in revenue last year. They got acquired for 330 million by Simon Properties. I mean, we're talking. They are just so so scooping up these leg and legacy big brands for nothing. They partner with Black BlackRock. Um, right, that's where the money's coming from, really. Yeah, I mean, Simon has their own money, and then BlackRock obviously is the biggest investment firm in the world. Um, and they basically are teaming up and just buying all these properties. But they also bought some things that were interesting uh, that I was telling you before. They bought the uh, likeness and estates uh, or commercial rights of Muhammad Ali, uh, Elvis Presley, and some other like famous older figures. Um, and their plan is to use those older figures so maybe... I don't know, like in the sense of Brooks Brothers, maybe like use Muhammad Ali in a Brooks Brothers campaign to kind of like, because Brooks Brothers is very like traditional old America right. uh, brand. So maybe they'll use like Muhammad Ali in a campaign to promote Brooks Brothers, like things like that. That's their plan. Which with the current Black Lives Matter makes a lot of sense because he was the pioneer as far as, you know, opening up yeah. uh, their revolts and everything for black but Americans. But that, that's their plan. So they're buying the estates um, or commercial rights. I'm not sure exactly the details of these deals, but basically they're going to use the likeness of a lot of famous uh, older figures, many of them just dead figures, to promote their brands right. um, and bring legitimacy but back do to you them. Think, do you think uh, uh, BlackRock slash Simon Properties are buying them all these uh, retailers or these uh, companies to help and survive and then basically let them go again? Or they're just acquiring them? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if... Uh, uh, like a mall developer or tenant or commercial real estate person doesn't want to own the retailer as well. 
you know, it's not part of their business model. So they're doing it now, obviously, for a, for a good reason. Well, um, also because they get a smoking deal price. And, and by doing that, they also secure other retailers that may stay at the mall because Jesse Penny doesn't show like it's out of business. Yeah, I mean... Uh, but what's the long-term perspective when they do I, that? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not in the boardroom at Simon right, Property, because so I day, can't tell you what their plan is. BlackRock but, has to re- respond to their own investors. And their yeah. own investors may say, why are you guys spending our money on buying JC Penny? Yeah, BlackRock Why don't even... Uh, I think... I think that's not an issue so much. I mean, BlackRock is, uh, I think they have $7 trillion oh, yeah, in huge. assets. So right. for them, like a $300 million acquisition is like pff, nothing. Okay, right. so it's not like even a blip on the radar. Um, to me, it's more, I, I don't know what Simon's uh, long-term strategy is. People, I've seen different takes. Some people think it's brilliant. Some people think they're complete idiots. Uh, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. Uh, I don't. Th- I see what they're going for, um, because really, this is an opportunity for them. You say they don't want to own these brands. Maybe in a traditional old sense of retail, you don't want to own the brands that hold your stores or that are are tenants in your stores. But maybe in this new era of retail that has basically been disrupted, maybe it's actually better to own the stores, um, because then. Because then it, it's kind of like the, the idea of most companies, when they're looking to grow and expand they, and gain more control, they either go horizontally or vertically. Um, and in this case, Simon is going vertically. So they own the brands that own the stores that own, right? So that, that occupy the malls that they own. So they are doing that. Now, let's say 10 years from now, uh, this plan really works, and all of a sudden, J.C. Penney is back and profitable. Brooks Brothers is back and profitable. Maybe they'll sell the brands again. But if I'm, but I don't know. But if I'm Macy's or Nordstrom or another major store at a Simon Property Mall, and I see that they own J.C. Penney now, and they don't own me, I may feel a little bad about it because a little bit of a jealousy thing, saying, "Why these guys are getting a little more of a." preferential treatment yeah but can i tell you something macy's has no leverage right now no i know so it doesn't I understand. matter well they have the leverage they can say we're going to do the same and then now you lose another anchor and then it you may but you macy's, know what i'm saying like macy's it's almost like they're like a big no. parent is giving preferential treatment to one child but the other two or three that are major tenants there that have almost the same influence are feeling like Okay, well, there's one so, to save. You're going to put more effort into saving Jesse Penny. I think you're right if this happened 30 years ago. But I think the idea of the anchor stores, first of all, the anchor stores are different now. Um, like someone, this was like a few months ago, said if you owned like a mall, what would be the three stores that you definitely wanted to have? And most of the answers, like my answer, I think was, the Apple Store, Lululemon, and the Nike Store probably would be like the three that I want. Um, and most people had variations of that. Right. They're not the Nobody mentioned Macy's or Nordstrom's. or uh, Those aren't anchors anymore. But which, yeah, it depends on the demographic uh, of who you, um, like who you ask. Um, I think the traditional I, shopper likes those Macy's on Saks Fifth Avenue and all those because they I have think, a variety of things. I think Macy's, I think now, I think Macy's needs Simon Properties more than Simon Properties needs Macy's. Because oh, yeah. Macy's wants that, 
people don't go out of their way to go to Macy's anymore. If it's at a mall and well located, oh, we're walking past. Let's go into Macy's real quick. That's true. And, that and, works. And also, but I don't think if Macy's is like a standalone store that a lot of people are going to be going to Macy's. Right. And, and if you notice, I actually did that uh, two, three weeks ago. <clears throat> you go to these uh, outlets where I just went to ones that are right outside of Phoenix. And um, there was a line of people waiting to get into the stores. Obviously, there's no anchor Which stores. stores? Yeah, exactly. There was Which the, was the, the Nike? Nike stores, oh, the Lula, right. was the, all the, the outlets with the The anchor stores, stores at malls now are the Apple store, the Nike store, Lululemon, uh, and other brands. Obviously, it depends from there. Those are more middle market, right? So, like, everybody in the U.S. has iPhones these days, and everybody buys Nike. Now, depending on the uh, type of mall, if it's a luxury mall, then maybe you want a Gucci store or whatever store. If you're a more uh, uh, middle market mall, you want different brands. So it depends from there. Right. But, but I'm saying, saying the new anchors are like Apple Store and Lululemon and Nike. Understood. Not- so that makes my point about why these guys are investing into JCPenney because nobody goes to a mall to go to JCPenney. Right. And by the way, what's, what's uh, unique about those stores compared to Macy's? Pricing. No. Oh, oh, which stores? JCPenney, Nike, and Apple Store, and Lululemon compared to Macy's or Nordstrom's. What's unique? Yeah, what's what's special about them that's new that we didn't necessarily always see before? Um, I mean a lot of things, but I don't know. They're exactly brand where owned from. stores. Oh, you mean the DTC? Yeah, they're, they're DTC. Branded. Right. Lululemon owns the Lululemon store. Right. Nike has the Nike store. Right. Right. And so Macy's, there's no Macy's clothing. You there sell are other brands. Right. So that's what's changing, basically. And now I think malls of the future are going to be filled with brand owned stores and a few a few uh, that's why retailers. I see the concept of but those retailers I'm saying need the malls much more than the malls need them that's why I think in the future most of the malls I mean we have some of those here in Arizona because it's better weather but the outdoor type mall where you see all these almost like outlets but the outlets have this unique thing about discounted prices because they are items from previous seasons and so forth but you have an outdoor mall where people just go shopping in a almost like an urban type setting where you go from store to store to store and then you're outdoors, which is healthier. You normally, you know, you don't have these enclosed situations for, for you know, possible pandemics and bars and stuff like that. And then if you go shopping in that experience, then you don't need these big stores. You just go from store to store, you know. So I almost think that it's better if these Macy's and JCPenney's divide or divest themselves into smaller little retailers and say, this is JCPenney apparel. And that's where you go. You don't care about the appliances or every other thing or electronics or anything that may sell. So they have like little individual stores. Right, like department stores used to be big. Co- uh, yeah, because and they combined. And called department because right. they had many departments. They combined the departments into one big but building. That used to be big, but I think the era of the mega department store is probably over. Um, I don't think people care that much about a mega department store anymore. It used to be a big, because you know why? We have a mega department store in our phones okay it's right. called amazon i right. don't need macy's anymore right and we right. have a ton of options and not even that i can just go directly to a company's website now i don't need to go to macy's.com like i don't know what macy's e-commerce numbers are but i can't imagine a ton of people are like jumping to go to macy's.com the first time they're thinking about buying something right i i do think for um let's let's say way into the, the black friday sales and everything that uh we want to talk about too, but I, I do think there's a, 
there's a special um, still tradition or love or lure or something of people that like to go shopping, go into stores and seeing the whatever they're buying, you know, whether it's uh, clothing or electronics or books or something. There's a special uh, attraction into going to the store and seeing the future versus just being in the computer looking at pictures and clicking. You may ultimately buy something on the computer or on Amazon or one of those, even Nike.com or something, but the going to the store, the trying, the touching, the feeling is something that I think people like. And, and even I'm not a big shopper by any means, but when I went a couple of weeks ago to all this stuff, I was like, man, this is kind of nice. I was try, able to try a few pairs of shoes and try this and try that. And it was like, I can see, and there were a lot of people there, obviously more people that were allowed because they had you know, um, capacity limitations as far as how many people allow into the store. But with that social distancing spacing and masks and everything else, it was okay to go to a store. So I, I do think there's a place for retail. And uh, we were talking about Black Friday. Um, we've been kind of trying to make predictions since, I don't know, in the summer. We were talking about how Black Friday is going to happen and the holidays and all that. So it looks like now retailers, at least the major retailers, have decided that obviously they're not going to be open on Thanksgiving Day, which is when they started having Black Friday. Obviously, it was Friday. And then they started kind of backing it up to open at midnight and open at 10 and open this to the point that most people couldn't even enjoy, most people involved in uh, uh, retail couldn't even enjoy Thanksgiving because they had to go to the stores and, and be there. So now most of the major retailers have said we're not going to open on Thanksgiving for any Black Friday sales. And it'll be just, uh, you know, starting on Friday and then they'll decide how they're going to do it. So, um, but I do think this Black Friday is going to be critical for all the stores that we're talking about, the Macy's, the Nordstrom's, and all these big retailers that normally they use it to kind of break even for the year, but this year it's going to be more like to survive, you know, to see if they make it. So, yeah, but I don't think they're going to get... I don't think they're going to get all those sales. I mean, Well, no, I mean, obviously... I mean, a lot of them are just not even going to have Black Friday, and if they do... Well, they will it's have just, some kind of Black it's Friday. It's not going to be, it's going to be like social distance to Black Friday. Right. It's just not going to be anything like they're used to. No, no, so, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't think it's going to be the sales boon that they might hope it is. No, no, it's not. Well, that's the, that's the point, that they're trying to adapt as much as possible to the new Black Friday situation, and they're going to have all these sales. They're going to drive people to the stores if they can. Obviously, they're going to try to drive a lot of people online, and the Black Friday will become almost like a Cyber Friday, but people that do like to go to the store because they like to go and buy and they don't like to buy online for whatever reason, they will still go there, but there's going to be limitation of capacity of how many people can walk into the store. Normally, if the store is packed, nobody polices the stuff in the past. You can be like short to shoulder with people shopping, doing this or that, and nobody cared. Now they do. So they have people at the door that are going to say, okay, we only can, can accept like 200 people, and they count them, and then one person comes out, another person goes in, and that's how it goes. So that is going to create, I think, even more traffic outside the store because you know, you want to buy something where there's a limited quantity or limited stock, and you are like, 200th on the line and you, by the time you get there you probably will not be able to get it you know so it's almost like the doorbuster deal but it's going to be like coming back to every product and then um but at the same time you know the major retailers the best buys the walmarts the targets the um bed bath and beyond i mean this is this is all the stores that have usually big sales and uh I care less about the Home Depots and all that because those get traffic whenever. I mean, they can have deals and stuff, but they're not the traditional Black Friday um, store. But the major retailers are going to have to really plan carefully how they do it because 
it's not going to be like you said, like in previous years where they can just try to break even and get the black numbers. But they will need to do as much as they can so they can make it through 2021. And hopefully by then things will start getting a little more back to normal with hopefully a vaccine or some kind of treatments and everything where people feel more, you know, more safe. So I don't know. My, my prediction is that this Black Friday is going to be um, extremely interesting as far as how uh, and, and the stores don't even know it yet. I mean, for what you read, I mean, well, and decided not to open on Thursday. Um, I don't know. They, they don't know exactly how they're going to pan their, their sales and everybody's kind of waiting to see what the other one is doing and then they're going to come up with all the offers. Um, any um, input on that? or It's going to be great for e-commerce companies. Well, and that takes me to the next topic, which is actually Amazon Prime or Prime Day. So, yeah, I think they should just not do it. I, I mean, they're going to do it, but uh, they missed it. Okay, yeah, okay. You know, it's this thing they made up. But well, um, they missed it. You know, it was in July and they didn't do it. Fine, I understand. But, um, you know, having it a month before Black Friday. Well, first of all, I don't understand why Amazon didn't do it in July. I mean, obviously. Because of the pandemic. No, I understand the pandemic, but they're online. What's the difference? Everybody well, was buying everything. Well, because they were already around. struggling to keep up with current demand. So they couldn't have now a super day. So, so they were saying, Amazon was saying that during the pandemic, they were prioritizing first necessity or whatever they call products that were yeah. more plus i don't know how many people in the middle of pandemic are like oh wow there's sales yeah that too care. well i mean if you need to buy something if it's on sale you're gonna buy more but i understand obviously at that point when you're paying for load or you don't have a job or or you're in a pandemic you're not gonna buy a 4k tv maybe you know so that's not the right time but um, but it looks like it's going to happen. I mean, my, uh, Amazon has said that it, it may. Well, I'm not sure if Amazon has said it, but everybody else in the in the tech world is saying that it may happen somewhere between October 5th, October 9th, something like that. Like maybe a week over there, which coincidentally or not is about a month before Black Friday. I know this oversellers Thanksgiving, so a month and a half. So if they have this thing in October, which is before the elections, um, before Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that. And normally when Amazon has Prime Day, all the other major retailers match it somehow. You know, they use the promotion that Amazon does to say, hey, we're going to have the same prices. We're going to match their prices. And they don't call it Prime Day because it's obviously not their name. But they have similar promotions with Walmart and Best Buy and all that stuff. So will that become now like a pre-Black Friday sale? Because if people buy a 4K TV on sale on Amazon or elsewhere on in mid-October, obviously they're not going to buy it again for Black Friday deals. Right. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if people are going to be like, oh, I'll just wait for Black Friday. If they're going to say, oh, I'll just buy it now. I don't know. The reason they had it in July is because it was basically a good amount away. It was like Christmas in July, I think. Having was- have Yeah, exactly. So having it a month before the peak season... I don't know. We'll see. It'll be an experiment if they do yeah, it. Yeah, this year, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, people that can only have so much I also money. don't know how much people are going to care because there's so much going on. Like, in July, like, the nice thing about having it in July is it's, like, a, probably a slow summer month, you know? So, but, like, in October, it's going to be, like, peak a month before the election. There's, like, still pandemic stuff going on. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much people are going to care about Amazon Prime Day, you know? Well, I mean, I think it's just, I mean, the the traditional fall season in the U.S., at least, we had the back to school, 
which is already kind of uh, I, I'm amazed that some retailers are saying that back to school will be actually more profitable this year because the back to school means kids are going to be studying from home and they're going to have to buy more supplies. I don't really understand that, but I guess that's the case. I mean, if they don't go to school and they're studying from home. Yeah, but I mean, back to school isn't that isn't Well, it is big. for certain retailers quite a big. I mean, I but mean, it's you, nothing compared to Black Friday. No, obviously not. Obviously not. But you have the back to school at, or, or right after Labor Day. And then you have obviously Halloween that is already advertising. And I don't know how Halloween is going to happen. But you go to major stores now and they already have all the Halloween decoration. So... I don't yeah, think, but we're not having Halloween this year. I don't. Well, we're not having trick or treaters. I believe. Yeah. I don't think so. That's but, what Halloween is. Well, exactly. So and I don't think. I so mean, why are they I'm having? Sure, there will be people who have parties, but like, I don't not in no places. In some places, you can have more than ten people or whatever. So I don't know. I, yeah, you know, I just want to say, never been a big Halloween guy. Uh, <laughs> of all the holidays. I don't know. It didn't do much. Well, for it's me. a tradition. I mean, it's been changing a lot lately. But but anyways, the the point is that you have, as far as retailers go, you have obviously back to school. You have Halloween. Then you get into November with Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and then you go all the way to holiday season, Christmas seasons, and all that stuff. So, and this year you have everything mixed up, and and that and that involves also the fact that our normal life has also been mixed up. Kids are not actually going to school yet. In, in each state, is different. Here in Arizona, they're not back at school. I don't think they are anywhere in the country, to be honest. But, but I'm saying also, I just think all those things are great when times are good and people have nothing going on. So of they're course. like, oh, Halloween. But, but, you know, when times are tough, I don't think people give a shit about stupid little well, holidays like that. Uh, the, yes, that's one way to look at it. But the other thing is like people... Like, first of all, Halloween is, isn't like a celebration of anything. No, I know. But there's always things... It's, it's just part of the getting into the uh, the spirit of the holiday season coming and all that stuff. And uh, and I think even though people don't give a shit, like you said, because they have more important things to worry about, there's another phase, another factor of people that says, I want to have a normal life as much as I can. And, and you want your kids to grow up and you don't want them to miss the things that are traditional for kids, the Halloweens, the holidays, the Christmas, and all that stuff. How are you going to have a, a, no, Christmas a Christmas? is different, but I'm saying... Yeah, so, okay, so uh, you, you're not going to have Santa's or sitting on Santa's no, lap they, and all that well, stuff. Well, you're definitely not going to have sitting on <laughs> Santa's lap. You're going to have lap. Santa with a face mask. But, um, I mean, all that stuff. I mean, kids... That's like... By the, well, never mind. What, what? You know, if you're a pedophile, that's like <laughs> the best job, right? Like, if you're a pedophile, you're like, oh, I'm going to go apply to be Santa at a mall. Well... That's, that's like, that's I mean, a, come on. Is there a better job than that for a pedophile? Well, I think you're a pedophile. I mean, you I heard Epstein be, was saying... You uh, will not be accepted to be a Santa you know, or if, anything. If Epstein wasn't, uh, didn't have an island, he would have just pretended to be Santa, I think. That was his oh backup plan. How did we get to that topic now we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it was always a weird thing to me. I never liked the idea of sitting on some random man's I don't like lap. Cl- I don't like clowns, and I don't like anybody with a costume, like a disguise thing like is uh i never liked him uh, other than a superhero or something like that those i like but uh the santas and sitting on his lap and dude, that guy is a scumbag and then he takes all his disguise off and he's like a fucking thug or something and i have my daughter or my son sitting there you know that's not good um but anyways what, what i was saying is that most families someone should make a movie about that 
Well, I'm sure, I'm sure they'd a be a pedophile Santa. I'm just saying, there you go. You don't have to pay me. You, I don't there's need been, any rights. I'm sure there's been lots of there's been pedophile, not pedophile, but uh, thief uh, Santas and fake Santas and all that stuff. But that's like a sacred figure, mate. We don't want to miss these things. You know, Santa is Santa. It's a good thing. Everything sacred is gone. Right. But, I mean, I, I, the, the, the serious thing is like, I mean, families want their children to grow up with the, these traditional values and all that stuff. And they're not going to say, oh, no, we're not going to see uh, the Thanksgiving parade this year. Or we're not going to see Visit Santa this year. Or things like that. Do people care about the parade anymore? Well, yeah, they have it. The but, but does anybody watch that anymore? Well, obviously. When, the, when was the last time you watched the Macy's? I don't give a fuck about the Okay. But, but I'm not a normal guy. But even when I was a kid, I never watched that shit. Who gives well, a fuck? Well, okay. Well, the Macy's. Uh, it's boring. Pers- it's a bunch of. First of all, they have the peanuts. Kids these days don't even know who the peanuts are. Peanuts haven't been on TV in 40 years or more. Okay. okay? Like, I don't know. I well, think a lot you of have, those You have freaking the Today Show people, whoever who, are the host these days. Who watches the Today Show broadcasting, anymore? Broadcasting. I don't, I don't know, but. They have it on That's TV, point. prime time, prime Thursday time. morning, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade with all these balloon animals floating around and all that stuff. They have the girls who like kick their, what do they call it? They kick their legs. Who gives a shit? Who's watching that? It's like four hours. It's so no, boring. I don't think it's that long, but it's that prelude to football, football games. And they have like the stupid kids in the band and oh, this choir from whatever fucking stupid middle school. It's like, who cares? The Grinch. I mean, is here. it's like who's watching? How do you just wake up to the music? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just uh, Macy's. It's pretty soon. It's not gonna be Macy's anymore. I say, May. It's gonna like Macy's like crossed out. It's with, gonna like, be the Simon Properties. It's gonna be <laughs> the Amazon Overlords Thanksgiving Day Parade. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos yeah. is Thanksgiving Day Parade. I own the world now. Thank you, Macy's. Bye bye. Um. Either way. Can we get back to a topic that we're My discussing? point is... Well, uh, okay, so let me ask you. Do you all, think do you think this week, this year... I mean, that's in New York, number one, which is like they don't even open restaurants in New York, which I think yeah, they will I mean, finally... Who knows? You know, New York might just burn to the ground by Thanksgiving okay, anyways, well, so we'll see. Well, don't you say go that. To the, you, you go to the Thanksgiving... Look what happened to a James Altucher when you said that. You go to the Thanksgiving like, Day Parade and you're there with your kid and you like kind of raise your arm up, look at that, and some guy just comes and stabs you in the ribs and... Uh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love or New York. Actually, or with co- how or, cheap or, or, or coughs on you, or with something. how how cheap real estate in New York is is gonna become, I might just go move to New York for a year. I mean, yeah, you better find a nice place because be be in your house forever. You can't even go out. Uh, it'll open it'll, next year. It'll be open. Yeah, well, no restaurants. <laughs> um, I don't even know where we were, man. You kind of totally derailed this I'm conversation. Saying, I'm just trying to have some normalcy for the last three months of the year. Yeah, we'll have see. Christmas and Thanksgiving and all that, but like the parade and Halloween and like, you know. So what? Okay, it's we, not we had happen. A, uh, we started with, you know, the pandemic started in March. We missed all the Easter shit and all that stuff. Summer is being a disaster for people because nobody was able to go anywhere or even to the beach or anything and now we get back to the fall when we all thought that this was going to be over and taken care of and now not only is it not over but we don't even know if he's going to come back stronger we're going to have flu season we have elections in the country and no president or candidate knows what right. the fuck they're the doing the truth is what's going to be happening at Thanksgiving especially if we have the mail-in ballots which they say could take weeks <laughs> to get the results of the election is that everybody is going to be at Thanksgiving dinner 
pointing knives at each other because they're mad about who should win the election. We are and no matter who wins, it's going to be claimed rigged. Yeah, NBC is going to say we're replacing this year's Thanksgiving or Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade Instead of with... The count of the ballots, and we're trying to see... This year, instead of having uh, the children's choir sing at the Macy's Parade, we're going to have um, two homeless people fight in a cage match, and that's going to be it. Um, and one's going to be wearing a Trump shirt, and the other's going to be wearing a Biden why don't we shirt. Just have, why and don't whoever it, lives, that's going to be the president. Okay, well, why don't we just have Trump and Biden fight themselves? That's that. I would be for that. Who, who if, do you think? That would be pay-per-view. Who do you think will, will oh, win? I would pay money to see that. Do you see that? Actually, honestly, let's be honest. The fight wouldn't last longer than five minutes. They would both be fucking knocked out tired. <laughs> they wouldn't last. We, we, they, they're both tired. And nobody, then Bernie nobody, would come in and have a heart hey, attack in the middle hey, of the listen, ring. Listen, nobody recognizes the other guy as the winner, okay? Because Trump already said that so, if I lose, I will never admit it. And right, then Biden that's, that's is said. basically... No matter who wins, it's rigged. It's rigged. Right, um, right. Trump is already saying, like, he's got his little... He's saying... Mail-in ballots, they're rigged. If I lose, it's rigged. Except for his own, because and then he votes by mail, if too. If he wins, uh, you, everybody will say it's rigged. Uh, uh, okay, so, 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 so we have those two in the ring. Dana. In, a, in a, the octagon. Dana White. Right. They don't, even go, they don't have to go up. to Fight Island. They can just fight in the middle of New York. I'm, Manhattan, I'm sure, I'm clear sure, out Times Square. I'm sure Cuomo will be very happy. We'll do it in the lobby <laughs> of Trump Hotel. Just clear it out. I was seriously. Set up a ring. In this corner is Joe Biden with his assistant Kamala Harris. How tall is Joe Biden? I have no fucking clue. Probably Trump is tall. Trump is a tall dude, yeah. But I think Biden is more like a five, uh, ten, eleven. Maybe. Trump's gained some weight. Oh, fuck he yeah. could just lay on Biden and crush him. I if think. If he was a wrestling match, but if they have like a striking match. Then I don't think he can move very fast. I don't. Yeah, but I don't think Biden's but punching Biden very hard. But Biden is one little punch away I from looking both, look his Like I said, <laughs> people don't understand if you've never fought how tiring fighting is. They would go two rounds and both oh, pass two rounds? out. Are you kidding Maybe me? Maybe not even. It would be on the second round, and both of them would just pass out from exhaustion. Okay, well then we get to vice presidents, and I think in that case, Cameron Harris could kick Mike Pence's ass. Mike Pence, he's not very tall. He looks short. And he's so fucking mellow. And and Kamala, she grew Kamala up in Oakland. Is, yeah, she's from Oakland. Yeah, I know she's uh, she's street a fighter. Street fighting is like like the yeah. you get raised on street fighting in Oakland. So maybe okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewind this podcast to go back to. So the point is, I never said uh, that we we're gonna discuss Black this Friday. It's just not uh, the main concern. No, but I mean the the okay. In all seriousness sell online because there you don't have any social distancing issues or any restriction issues the companies who are good at e-commerce are gonna win all right so you are you are the um vice president of, oh it's uh, too late now no 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 i know but and like, like it's too late now. like you, you are you're the vice president there. of sales or marketing or whatever for a major company let's say let's say best buy public company you are familiar with them and okay. You, okay what would you say what would you do and uh, this is all serious that is how will you adapt to this year versus what you did last year? In normal circumstances, you are promoting this. You're trying to see who's okay, selling Best Buy what. is a company that, um, in their credit, has been working on e-commerce and developing their e-commerce right. for years now. 
Um, yeah, they have. And so they have not been as severely affected by the pandemic. Obviously, they were pretty affected, but like every retailer was. But they've they will survive this because of their e-commerce, right? So they've done a good job at that. So if I'm them, I would just focus this Black Friday on e-commerce. And if they want to do, um, they can continue with like the curbside delivery. So if you buy something online on Black Friday, you can come and pick it up at your nearest store if we have it in stock, obviously. Um, things like that. I mean, a lot, a lot of stuff they're already doing. So right? um, how will you modify the stores to allow people? Like, like you know what? I was thinking the other day. Well, in Best Buy's case, they can do it because they have big stores. Just get rid of the stupid CD section. You don't need any more. Magnolia Theater is stupid. Just, just, just uh, yeah. I mean, you can you can do it in a big store like that. But but you know what? Like like I like as much as I thought IKEA's model was kind of silly. By the way, kind of, did you see? I saw someone well, post a picture of a IKEA parking lot that was packed, and I drove past our local oh, yeah, IKEA no, no, here. I mean, nothing is packed. It was full. I know. Like. Full. And the difference, I couldn't believe it. I know, I know. It's, it's cheap by the freeway here. And uh, during the pandemic, when they were closed, yeah. it, it's a huge it's parking a huge lot. Parking lot. Yeah, and there's exactly. other retailers over there. And, and it was like a football stadium on asphalt that it was completely empty for weeks. I mean, there was nothing there. Months. Oh, yeah, months too. And then when they finally opened, which I don't know exactly when they did, but one day I drove and it was like completely packed. It's like everybody was just waiting and they was like, Oh, Which, cars. by the way, I mean, it makes sense, right? If everybody's at home now, right? Maybe people are like, "Hey, let well, me upgrade my furniture." Stuff, right? You people know? are working from home, need a desk, need this, and, and it's a fairly uh, economic or or store as far yeah, as the price. They're is. bigger than I thought they were. You know how much revenue IKEA? Oh, does? they make yeah. I they're mean, like they, a fifty billion dollar revenue company. No, they're company. Feel like freaking international. They're in every major city. I mean, obviously Swedish and the guys. I, mean, I knew they were big, but I didn't think they no, were. No, they're big. in every European city and everything. I mean, they actually came to the U.S. after they were already very successful in the U in in Europe, and uh, they started opening uh, stores everywhere. But but the point is that the IKEA sales model, what they you basically go through a whole section saying, okay, uh, bedroom furnishing and home office furnishing and this and that, and then you go downstairs and you get your uh, utensils and silverwares and picture frames and everything else, and then you check out and you get your stuff. That may work for, like, like if I had a store like Best Buy, maybe I'll do something like that, saying, okay, you go through, you know, computers, electronics, audio, video, blah, blah, blah. So you have like a line where people move and they only go to the section and then they keep going, you know? So not everybody's kind of like roaming around randomly to places, you know? So that might be, a, if this lasts, I think that would be a good store layout because everybody's trying to figure out how to lay out their stores to be more, to be safer, to comply with things, to make the shopping experience still attractive, you know, to people that go, you know? So... Um, I think that may work, but again, I was just kind of trying to figure out if you were um, like a Best Buy a marketing manager or mar not manager, but marketing president or something, just to you know, how would you do deal with this situation differently than you've done in the past? You know, um, knowing that you're gonna have fewer customers, foot traffic versus trying to steer more traffic to online, you know, sales and all that. So, um, all right. Um, Anything else? Any other points on your thing? No, I no. I wanted to touch topics. briefly on um, just the uh, one thing that we always talk about: electric cars and all that stuff. And uh, oh yeah, this stupid thing. 
It's, it's not stupid. It's pretty major. I mean, you have a. Oh, it's, I didn't say it was a major. I'm just saying it was stupidly it was major. A, it was a. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, time will tell. But basically, we're talking about Nicola. I come from the future. It, it was stupid. Uh, well, uh, Nicola, who's this electric car company who hasn't built a car or truck or anything as of now, other than a drawing of a prototype or something of a truck. Um, and it's way overvaluated in our opinion um, as far as the market valuation just uh, merged a little bit with uh, GM uh, for the production of their first truck, which is going to be an electric truck. And uh, so GM paid, how much was that? It was... They acquired... Uh, $2 billion. For $2 billion, How much was it? 11, 12% 11% of the st- stake on Basically the like an $18 billion valuation. For a company that doesn't have, forget pre-profit. That used to be the thing. Oh, have, we don't have profit yet. They don't have revenue. They haven't sold anything. No. They have not made a dollar in revenue, and so they're how, worth eighteen billion. I gotta give it props to the CEO or whoever the founder is. I mean, you'd want to talk about legally scam of a lifetime. I mean, the man's a billionaire well, from G- doing nothing. Well, Jim. Uh, what who, are we doing with this stupid agency shit? Let's go <laughs> pretend that we're going to build well, electric are, are fucking money. unicycles. It's only our money laundering thing. So make a billion. Work, it, it probably is. GM <laughs> said, I mean, I would say if, if GM had profits, but GM hasn't made a profit well, but in that's 10 the thing. years. GM, who has been rescued knowingly about a couple of times, and then who knows what other money they're getting. Now they decide to invest $2 billion in a company that you said they have no profits. They only have one prototype truck that hasn't been built or created yet that is not going to be sold until like or in theory until 2022 if everything goes to plan that it's going to be retailing between 60 and 90 thousand dollars so it's not like a truck for everybody i mean at that oh price. and by the way you said i'm sorry 2022 yeah uh, good one 2022 my fucking ass that car, if it ever comes out, will come out in 2024, 2025. It's not coming out in 2022. You know how long it takes to design, develop, test, and then create the manufacturing for a truck like that? Well, I know. I, I mean, know. I Tesla, just... with way more resources and way more experience on their fourth well, version actually, with uh, the Model 3 was having tons of problems. Well, I know. Nikola hasn't built shit. Right. And I'm not saying that it's going to be for sale in 2022. Production is set for 2022. They're going to unveil it in this, supposedly, in December of this year, 2021. Okay. 2020 or 2021? Uh, this, in early December. This December, they said they're going to unveil some plans for the, for the actual production. All right. And then production is set for 2022. So 2021, they're going to be creating the factory, whatever. So for 2022, to... to production to start i don't know how it takes to to create the first trucks to go out but who knows it's going to be um um a 600 mile range 900 horsepower truck you know so it's it's basically competing with obviously the tesla uh cyber truck 600 mile range that's what they say do they have some unique battery technology the world well, isn't aware of um they are <laughs> tesla's trucks don't go that's that where far. they merge with gm because gm has the uh widely acclaimed quote-unquote uh, uthium, not lithium, but uthium uh, battery, mm-hmm. and uh, which apparently is the next generation, and that's going to give a wider range or a bigger range. Why does GM need Nikola? 
they should come up with their own. Why can't they just build their own? Aren't they a fucking hundred-year-old car company? They maybe, can't build a like car. Maybe, like you were saying, maybe it's easier for GM to buy a company that already has something set up than set up something themselves. Nikola doesn't have anything. Well, I know. Nikola I know. hasn't they even made a something car. something that we may have missed. They, this is the... I think we understand. They haven't made anything right they haven't made one functioning truck which you may know this better but i don't remember when was the uh cyber truck supposed to go out or be ready for production um, or next year or 2022 i don't remember well that will be like coming up with this one yeah so this one is well i know i'll put I, i'll put a thousand dollars right now i'll say it that truck will not come out in 2022 the difference between uh, but, right now the difference between the cyber truck and this one based on the initial designs is that the cyber truck looks like a cyber robot truck i mean it looks so typical tesla it looks so different than any other truck i mean you look at like a stuff truck this one looks more like a like an f-150 or gm yukon or one of those things that actually has an electric uh motor and power plant and all that stuff so um i mean that's the only difference I can see. If you want to buy a truck that looks like a normal truck and then is electric, maybe the Nikola is a better option. Or, I mean, I don't know, the GM, whatever. Uh, the Cybertruck, obviously, everybody knows it's a Tesla Cybertruck because it looks like a, something from space. So we'll see. Anyways, that's just the um, uh, news time will tell. We'll have two years to um, a year and a half or so to see the results. But um, it was just the fact that we're talking about companies acquiring and pouring money. I don't know where GM got the money from, but $2 billion dollars. The government. Yeah, that too. Yeah, too. The governments. We, the taxpayer, said, here you go, GM. Here's your billions of dollars. And they said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to fund this money laundering scheme. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's a lot of money and it's 11% of a lot or 11% of and then nothing. And it's going to fail. And the GM, the, the, the CEO of GM is going to be fired in two years and get his $80 million severance. And he's going to say, fuck you guys. You fucking fell for it. You fucking suckers. All right. So uh, that's it for today. Uh, football fans, don't forget. Uh, oh, football hold season. on. Basketball update, please. Hold on. Oh, man. Hold on. I was trying to get away without hold the basketball. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, it's Thursday. <laughs> today uh yesterday yes today is thursday the, celtics, the 10th of september the celtics uh could not beat the raptors so we're going to game seven it's gonna be a fun one uh the clippers smashed the nuggets the nuggets just can't score that uh, is what happens the clippers defense looks really so good that the nuggets are out no they're they're down 3-1 it's okay open. so nobody has come back from a 3-1 so no people have come back they came back from 3-1 in the last series what are you talking about it's no but not Three nothing. No one's come back. But three one. Yeah. In the second round. In any round. Really? They I thought did I in the last round. I know, but I thought they said yesterday that nobody in the second round, nobody has come back from a three one or something. It doesn't matter. The fucking Cavs did against the Warriors in the finals. Remember? Yeah, but that's the finals. That's not the second round. Okay, I don't know the rounds. <laughs> yes, it happens. It's hard, but it happens. Okay, okay. But well, guess either what? way, they're, the, they're not doing it against the Clippers. The Clippers, they can't score. I mean, they literally cannot score against the Clippers. Um, um, so they're done. So it's going to be Clippers, probably Lakers, unfortunately. I mean, So you're still seeing Lakers over Houston? Are they 2-2 two, two now, right? No, they're 2-1. Two, 2-1, one. Two, one, that's right. Lakers, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Well, I tell you, Houston, Harden, Westbrook... And then Tony, I mean, those guys will never win anything. No, I mean, I mean, Harden and Westbrook played really well. It was just fucking Rondo, uh, and I mean, LeBron had a great game, and then Rondo had a little run. I mean, 
the series isn't over. Obviously, the game is tonight, so by the time people listen to this, they already know. If it's 3-1 Lakers, it's over. If they tie it 2-2, then we have a series. So tonight's game, I'm going to be rooting for the Rockets because I want a fun series. Um, but it's probably going to be Lakers-Clippers. And then either Miami, Boston, or Miami. Well, yeah, the Bucks are eliminated since we talked about this. Yeah, yeah, the Bucks are out. Um, and Giannis, has but you know, Giannis, um, you know, I think Milwaukee is a tough place for you to win. They <laughs> the don't have, sucks out there. They don't have a winning culture. It's fucking cold as hell. You want to live in? You want to live in? You want to live in Milwaukee? What good is having two hundred million dollars in Milwaukee? What are you gonna do in Milwaukee with two hundred million dollars? Well, for a few years. Come to Phoenix, play with Devin Booker. He's the perfect match. He can shoot. He can handle the ball. He can create space. You don't even have to worry about shooting threes. He's going to do the pick and roll with you. You'll be the next Shaq and Kobe. Okay. You'll okay. fucking win four right, championships. Um, I don't think people are listening to this. Come on. Already disconnected okay. right now. The point is, I think it's going to be Lakers Clippers in the conference final, and that's going to be the real final because as good as Miami has been, and whoever they play, Boston, whatever, if it's Miami, Boston, whoever wins that series, I don't think either of them are going to beat the Lakers or the Clippers. So I think this is going to be one of those years where whoever wins the Western Conference Final, that's the real championship. Yeah, I um, think so too. So I it's probably so going to be Lakers or Clippers. Uh, uh, that'll be a great series. I mean, I, unfortunately, it's not going to be actually played in LA. It's going to be in fucking Orlando, so you won't have the crowds viewing it. But that's that'll fine. be a good series. Well, but that's part of the deal. So... And then uh, football again, it starts tonight. And then um, I was actually looking because I didn't know exactly what happened with the football fans and spectators and all that stuff. Well, the, they don't have a bubble, obviously. So, But um, it looks like it varies by state and by city and by team. So if you are a fan of your team, I'm sure you know whether you can go to a stadium or not. Um, but look it up. But I, I, it looks like some stadiums uh, will have like 10%, 20% capacity, limited number, others not at all. So it depends on your local state um, uh, governor rules and all that stuff. So and it also changes week by week. So you may not be able to go to a stadium for the first couple of games. And then if things get better, you may go to a stadium if you're a season ticket holder or you want to go. If you don't have tickets like season ticket holder and you want to go see a football game and they open, this is a great chance to go because they are willing to open, you know, to let you come in. So, uh, but it starts tonight and then, um, which is incredible because it's like, uh, I, I actually thought it was a bit later, but when I'm looking up watching basketball before football, usually it's the other way around. But anyways, this is the this is the thing. So um, enjoy the uh, weekend, and um, that's all we have for today. We'll be back next week with uh, some new stuff. Okay, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye bye.